0: episode four of Across the Middle podcast. We made it to episode four, Bob, I thought we'd get canceled after two.
1: They can't hold us back. Mm-mm. All of our profanity without any adult rating.
0: <laughs> I've uh, So we've been making some changes to the podcast every episode. And a lot of people were like, you should add in some intro music. So last week I did. And then uh, no one liked it. So what we're doing is we're going to do a uh, walk-up music. So every time we have a new guest, they're going to pick the music. And I, I must say, joining us for the, for the first time, Jordan, your music was phenomenal.
2: Well, thanks, Hoover. And Bob, it's a pleasure. Uh, hello, friends. It's my first time out here in the radio world. I just want to say hello. Uh, how's it going? Thank you. And mom, we made it.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: well, you know, I did extensive research trying to find what would suit Me and my personality best, and help, you know, help along the the podcast here. So that was my my choice, and that was the direction I went with it.
0: I love the Sunday vibes you're giving off. So let's let's jump into the NFC North, and starting with the Detroit Lions. We're going to go worst first. (laughs) It hasn't been great for them. Last two seasons, uh, three and twelve, and then five and eleven. Fired their head coach, Matt Patricia, who, as a Patriots fan, I knew he was horrible. And they haven't really had that much success through the draft. TJ Hawkinson in 2019 was the first-round tight end, who is their bright spot. Uh, they've tried to, drafting a linebacker and defensive backs in the 2019 draft. They haven't panned out. Uh, last year, they drafted Jeff Okuda, DB, and then DeAndre Swift, who are both solid starters. But overall, this team's heading in reverse. Uh, They just brought on Dan Campbell. And their cap situation's all right, isn't it, Bob? I mean, it's not anything too great for their situation. Uh, You
1: know, their their cap situation, I would say, is below average because it is below average. Mm -hmm. Uh, They rank as the 22nd uh, most cap space available heading into – actually, not heading into currently as it stands right now. They've mm-hmm. got about eight and a half million to play with, which doesn't even really get you one of the big names in free agency. It's maybe like, uh, you know, an average starter type of player. Yeah. It's like, you know, maybe a little bit better than average, but they've got enough holes to where that's, that's not going to fix the team as far as the amount of cap they have. They're going to have to hit a lot on, on a lot of these draft picks, in my opinion.
0: And the biggest trade and the biggest cap hit is Jared Goff. So they traded Goff for, they picked up some picks, obviously, but they also lost Stafford. Uh, Jordan, as a Vikings fan, was Stafford a quarterback that you were afraid of typically?
2: Uh, no, I wouldn't say afraid of. Uh, definitely a good quarterback. Uh, he definitely had the skill, but you were never really afraid of him. And I think it was mainly just because the Lions were such just a dumpster fire of indecision. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that they're having now they don't know if they want to go full rebuild or are they going to hoard some picks and kind of see if Jared Goff can, can keep them afloat. And then Dan Campbell, who knows if that guy's a real threat or not. He's to me, he sounds like an idiot, but we'll see.
1: <laughs> I would think you would love him personally. He's like yeah. dog mentality out there. I love and hate kneecaps. him. But uh, are you afraid of Jared Goff? No, that guy went to a Super Bowl and lost recently.
2: Yeah, no, he's not uh, afraid of him. Look okay. at not afraid of him. He has beaten the Vikings and I think Kirk Cousins twice. So maybe I should be, but he's not somebody that really strikes the fear into my eye.
0: And they're no. losing a lot. They're losing. their receiving core Marvin Jones, Kenny Caldwell. And mean, I do don't think, think they're. Go ahead.
2: I don't think they're going to bring any of them back either. Personally.
0: Yeah, yeah so their starting receiver is going to be Quintess Cifas, who they drafted in the fifth round of two thousand twelve. And TJ Hawkinson is their other weapon, but as Dan Campbell said, they just want to run the ball with Swift, which for fantasy owners is great for him. Uh, I don't, I mean, this team is horrible. I think they should be just tanking for the next two seasons with Goff. It sounds like that's what they're planning on doing and uh, hoping to hit on one of these young quarterbacks, in either this draft or the next. Uh, any optimism with this team?
1: I I have more optimism than I think you do. Yeah, because I I
0: think they're going to win, like, three games.
1: I think they've already hit rock bottom. Okay. I think last year was just, they're so bad. I I think the coaching staff really just did not do this roster any favors. Mm -hmm. I mean, Stafford was, he rated out as the 14th best quarterback last year. Uh, And they're downgrading to Jared Goff, who was the 22nd best quarterback. But I, I still think you get a scheme that, helps the defense a little bit rather than going heavy man stuff, which they were doing last year and then not having the personnel to do it. Like, I, I just think they will be better because they've already made the change at head coach, which I think is the most important thing for them.
0: Yeah. It felt like it was a year too late too. And now yeah, it definitely was uh,
1: Dan. Jordan, you don't
0: sound very optimistic with Dan Campbell. You know? Uh, yeah. I, but I am
2: optimistic. Uh, optimistic about the team. I think yeah. I, if I was them, I would tag Holiday. I mean, that's not going to cost you a ton. What's the average cost of a receiver nowadays? They have to spend tag, the money on something. It's around $15 million. Tag him yeah. for a year. See what you have uh, with him and with Jared Goff. At least put somewhat of a sporty team out there. I think that's kind of what they're looking at doing. Um, but I'm... I don't know. I think they're going to
0: be bottom of the barrel, maybe five wins. I, uh, I agree. Bob, how many wins do you project for the Lions?
1: Uh, it depends on where they go with their first draft pick. If they end up using that draft pick to try to move up and get a quarterback for the future, mm-hmm. uh, then I see it being lower because I, I don't know. Depends on how good that quarterback is, obviously. That's, that's a lot of ifs there but if they use it on a player that and they hit i don't know maybe maybe six wins yeah not
0: great uh, if i'm if maybe i'm in seven, this division i'm know. just like cool the lions are in our division they're gonna be bad for a while in my opinion um yeah let's just let them coast let them the bottom.
2: let them be there i think if they <laughs> sniff i think if they sniff 500 that's a successful season for these guys
0: it could happen i mean i bringing in a new coach who that is that energetic and he has a, a mentality of we're going to give it our all every game. I think it could, it's certainly possible. But, I mean, Goff's a step down from Stafford. and With Stafford, oh, for they sure. didn't win. They, were, they weren't even close to 500, so I'd be shocked to see that happen. Uh, is I, Stafford
1: I, a leader, though, even? Maybe that's why they're not very good. Well, that's hard I wouldn't say when golf would be a leader either. It's hard to lead when you're on the sidelines half of uh, the season. Yeah, it's they're strong. a little injury prone.
0: So, great points. So, their defense was 23rd in 2019 and 32nd last year. Just a horrible defense. They brought Matt Patricia, was a defensive coordinator for the Patriots, and obviously he didn't bring any of that magic, despite bringing over Trey Flowers and Justin Coleman, two, two of their three highest paid players who just aren't performing for him.
1: Uh, yeah, Justin Coleman was, was bad last year. Trey horrible. Flowers was actually he actually was yeah, good Trey flowers is good disagree just not worth that money he rated out as the ninth best edge rusher last that year.
0: that's fine but i i wouldn't pay he's him. not moving the needle for me i think he's like a i don't like i like like three edge players and if you're not one of them then you're you're, you're getting paid way too much in my opinion
1: go ahead and, we talked about this with brian it. burns
0: <laughs> yeah last i know week.
1: like he's I don't overpaid. know how old he is. He's young. He's probably under twenty-five years he's old. He's making
0: nineteen million dollars. I'd rather give that I money. Agree. To Kenny I agree. I do think he's
1: overpaid, but I, I think he's at least not a bust. I mean, he's, he's doing well. No, I well. think he's good. I just don't think he's worth that money. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I probably agree with that too.
2: Well, yeah, I'd love to have him for a relatively cheap price, but
1: yeah, if he was in the twelve million a year range, I'd be like, that's that's probably. reasonable for the ninth best edge rusher
0: if he's if he's one of my top five highest paid players then i'm out (laughs) what i'm out crazy hoop
2: i could yeah i'm with Hoof. i don't want him in the top five he could be six and seven but not five yeah you guys are ridiculous
0: all right anything else on the lions because i don't want to spend any more time on this garbage team how
1: valuable is deandre swift in free agency or uh, in fantasy football next year uh he's going to be a top
0: six rb Please he's going to get I a ton keep of him? Yes. Keep him. He's going to be oh. incredible.
1: Uh, he I'm can catch the bus. ball to
0: the backfield. He is, he's the He was the best back last year's class. In my opinion, uh, I can't the make free agent.
1: They're, 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 uh, they're losing AP.
0: Oh yeah. But Jordan Talk about AP, a lifelong uh, Viking.
2: Man after my heart AP. I hope he gets picked up again for another team. I hope he can keep, uh keep putting out a couple hundred yard seasons. Keep, Keep dumb drinking to people. You know, let's keep this uh, dream alive. Let him run until he's 50. Let's see how long he can go.
0: I'm about it. What is up with him and Frank Gore? They're just like, we're not leaving. (laughs) Can't stop. I'm not going.
2: We're not going. Uh,
0: Let's move on to the Vikings. We we brought you here to talk about the Vikings. So I'll I'll lay the foundation and then I'm going to kick it off to you, Jordan. Uh, 2019, 10 and 6. Great season. 2020, 79, slightly disappointing. On uh, offense in 2019, you all ranked fourth. And on a- defense, you ranked 18th. 2020, you took a slight step back. You ranked eighth on offense, 17th on defense. But I think for you all, and I'd love to hear from you, the draft has been incredibly successful. So drafting in 2019, Garrett Bradbury uh, center in the first round, starter for you all. Herb Smith, tight end, ton of potential there. Alexander Madison, the best backup running back in the league in the third round. And then you all crushed this draft, uh, winning Justin Jefferson in the first round. In my opinion, winning that trade, first digs, we'll discuss. Jeff Gladley in the second round. Urza Cleveland, did I say that right? You know, Ezra. Could I? we'll go with Ezra. It. Ezra. <laughs> sure. And then Cameron Dansler in the third round. So two young corners who are uh, potential starters for you all. How do you feel about the Vikings?
2: I feel good. I feel, uh, I feel we're in the right spot. Uh, we kind of took a step back, which was kind of, I feel everybody kind of saw that coming. We lost all of the defensive players. Um, you know, mm-hmm. no, um, Everson Griffin didn't bring him back. He's a big, was a big leader, uh, in the house there. Uh, then just no roads. Uh, we let, um, we let a few other guys walk in free agency. Then, I mean, then Jeff Gladney, he was coming off a knee surgery out of college and he was projected to be our starter. And then we had Cam Dantzler, a rookie third rounder starting. Uh, so, I mean, we had a lot of rookies back there. And then with COVID and no off season, Mike Zimmer kind of has a little bit of extensive schemes for corners. And they he likes to leave them alone on islands and let let the defensive ends kind of get after the quarterback. So without Danielle Hunter in, I mean, there's just a, plethora of problems for last year just to that's why the defense couldn't keep up and then Kirk Cousins who really knows if that's the quarterback or not of the future
0: yeah I want to I want to touch on that in a second Uh, but I want to hit your free agents this year Uh, Bob why don't you rattle them off and then Jordan tell us if you think you're bringing any of these guys back
1: Uh, safety Anthony Harris yay or nay Jordan Uh, I'm saying nay I don't want him back not for the price
2: tag for sure
1: okay Eric Wilson linebacker
2: um depending on price probably not he was uh he can't really stop the run very well good in coverage he was just kind of flawed in the run i do believe
1: um i don't know um, none of the other ones are really that big yeah not, nobody's really notable
0: so you're not really losing much you're now your five highest paid players kirk cousin did hunter oh well I, sh-
1: I i should actually say kyle rudolph because he just got cut
2: we just cut him yeah which i i was I was expecting that to happen. I feel like everybody kind of knew that was going to happen because um, last year we got him to take a pay cut or rework his deal. And then this year kind of before it happened, he came out and said, Hey, I'm, I'm worth what I'm getting paid. I'm just not being used for how I'm getting worth. So that was yeah, like, Yeah, Irv words. Smith, you don't really, yeah. Need. Irv Smith is a better receiver. Uh, and I think he's a better tight end that fits a better game uh, style nowadays than Kyle Rudolph. I don't, I can find a blocking tight end. I can find somebody that can take that position, but I can't find a tight end that can break out in coverage and and catch the ball as easy as easily as I can. Somebody that can just block somebody.
0: What about Harrison Smith? Like, what's oh. his situation?
2: He's there. To, he's there for the long haul. Like I I remember we were talking earlier uh, about possibly like a trade or, or a cut situation, but. That'd be like getting rid of Tom Brady for us, like on the defense. Like that guy knows the ins and outs of the defense. He covers so many holes. Uh, I mean, he's a stud. That guy's yeah. going to be a, a Hall of Famer for sure. And, and he's still got some life left in him. And, and for $10 million, that's that's, in my opinion, a, a steal for, for the player and the what he provides on the field and off it.
0: Yeah, you you, you talked about what it was like to lose Everson Griffin and the leadership he had. I think if you were to lose Harrison Smith, the defense would be in shambles just to have that type of foundation back there in the secondaries. Yeah, I
2: think you'd if you lost him or got rid of him, you, that would be like, okay, we're hitting restart. Like there's he's a big he's a big presence and to lose him I think would be a, a lot harder to recover from than than a normal
1: player. Do you think mm-hmm. you should hit restart?
2: Uh, I do with
1: some players, but no, I think we're right there on the cusp. No, I think I think seven and nine kind of felt right for you guys though last year. No, I, mean, your I, defense I wasn't,
2: I yeah. wasn't expecting anything more.
1: Do you think um, losing the future uh, coach of the year hurt your offensive coordinator? Kevin Stefanski was there in 2019 and he left. Do you think that was had any play and what could no. have happened to you guys? No, no. I think the it system was, still was the same. So I was yeah. just curious. Uh,
2: offense didn't really take a step back in my opinion. Um, the same problems existed. Our O line is weak. Uh, they don't have a lot of edge to them, and so that like that shows up periodically throughout the year. And then our defense is just young and inexperienced. And they didn't have a full off season to get coached or understand the scheme. And they and it looked like it out there. They're getting burnt burnt left and right. And then you lost Daniel Hunter. I mean, he's a huge impact player. He's one of the best defensive linemen
0: in the league. Yeah, he is one of the guys I would I would want. To paying as a top five player on my team hands down not trey flowers just pointing that out uh, what, I wanna, what i want to what i want to talk about is the trade that you all made to get justin jefferson and i hear constantly people say that's a win-win trade you never see that anymore and i personally don't think so i think you guys crushed that trade i would rather have justin jefferson over digs 10 out of 10 times you get the younger player with who i think is the better receiver in addition what do you think, Jordan? I mean, do, do you think it was a straight-up trade, or do you guys think you, you blew it out of the water?
2: Uh, at first, when they said we got a first for Diggs, I was excited. I yeah. was like, wow, oh, man, that's a great – that's a good – at first, I felt that's a win-win right there. Stefan Diggs, great receiver. We drafted him in the fifth round out of Maryland. You know, he turned into a great receiver, a great footwork, and then we flip him for a first. I mean, that's great that's great return in my opinion, you have fifth to a first. And then to get Justin Jefferson out of it at first, I was like, Oh, this kid looks pretty good. And then watching him a few games in, you knew like, Oh man, this kid's special. And then, I mean, the tape says it all. And then all the players, they say the same things. Uh, Cook was saying how this kid's going to be something special. And, and I think, I think you're right. I think we definitely won that end. Uh, We're on a rookie deal. He's a, better receiver as good a receiver now in his career uh so yeah i don't i don't see how you could say it's a win-win i think the vikings definitely got the better end of the deal bob do you think that
0: bills would want that trade back do you think they'd rather have jefferson or Diggs?
1: i don't think so at all i think stefan Diggs he led the league in receiving this year i think the bills are bills fans would probably be pumped about the trade afterwards i mean yes i think justin jefferson right now because of age difference like yeah vikings fan they made the right selection and they got an awesome wide receiver to replace the wide receiver they just traded away but i i think it's a win-win interesting both teams are happy
0: well i've ask eric who he'd who he'd have when <laughs> there we you go because i i tend to believe i'd rather have justin jefferson just for salary cap purposes yeah let's talk about Kirk cousins um i I kind of i view him as like the 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 stat wins above replacement i view him as like the replacement quarterback so like if you were to lose x quarterback how many wins would you have if you actually had cousins as your starter and in my opinion cousins is like that dead middle of a quarterback what do you think jordan i mean you've had him for a couple years
2: I think uh, I think he is who he is, and I think we all know exactly what he is. I think he's just exactly what you said. He's that middle of the road quarterback. He's going to give you great stats year in and year out, and it's always going to be like, you know what? He came close, and if it was this, he could have done better. If it was that, it could have been better. It's like it seems like nobody ever kind of puts a 100 percent blame on him, but mm-hmm. it's like, I think he's just not a winner. I just think that's a stat that it comes down to. There's so it, a weird stat, and sometimes you have it, you don't, and he doesn't have it.
0: So you have Justin Jefferson, you have some young offensive players. Would you hate it if you all were three and whatever, and you guys drafted one of these top quarterbacks next year to to pair up with Justin Jefferson, or that? Would you rather go like wild card with Cousins?
2: I'd say I'd be upset. All right, so. Let's get crazy. Now let's go down the rabbit hole.
1: Ooh, I like this. I
2: hope you guys I hope you're ready. Uh-huh. So I say if you Kirk Cousins never going to be worth more than he's worth today. So by March 19th, his full salary is guaranteed. So today he's just coming off one of the best statistic years of his life. Let's mm-hmm. get rid of him. Let's move him. There's people let's jump in this crazy quarterback carousel. Let's maybe go for Deshaun we have let's get crazy we have pieces a lot of people don't talk about it but we have first round picks we got young players Daniil hunter apparently may not be happy with some grumbling Uh let's uh throw him away let's throw him kirk cousins a first let's maybe anthony barr let's get crazy
0: so we just talked about we just praised daniel hunter and you're already sending him away let's go for it yeah let's go i'm saying let's let's
2: let's get crazy
0: Deshaun Watson puts a
2: whole new uh, a no a whole new world or aspect on a team. Like think about like Deshaun Watson, Jefferson.
0: Oh god. Hook, I love it. Adam
2: Thielen, Thielen, Smith Jr. That's a you solid team. You just went team. from a divisional
0: round to championship game. Right?
2: At least expectations wise. Yeah. And now you have that pop and that buzz. I think and I think Mike Zimmer can rebuild a defense faster than you can rebuild an offense.
0: How how quickly would you buy a Watson jersey? Uh,
2: I think I'm past the age of putting somebody who's younger's name on my back, but I would if we he won a Super Bowl, you better believe it. We, I'd have one in the room, no problem. Uh, are
0: you wearing I, a uh, a Vikings Christmas sweater? I am, but there is no name <laughs> attached to the back. Uh, Bob, you got any questions for Jordan about the Vikings?
1: But Harrison Smith's untouchable. Yes. <laughs>
2: okay. All right, he he could be the glue that could hold a de- he can make a defense look better than it is. That's the only reason why. Daniel Hunter didn't last year, no, but he stills great.
1: I do I think, think if, he could if you made some... that trade, um, it would timing wise that would be good because Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how much more he's got left with the team or in the tank. I mean, and uh, Watson would be good for call it the next ten years and eight of those you may not even have to worry about rogers so that would uh, that'd be pretty dope
0: yeah all of it's indoors as well all right let's transition to the bears but before we do that jordan what if if the team doesn't trade for watson and the team is as you see it today uh what's your expectations
2: uh well now we get an extra game probably 10 and 7 11 and 6
0: is that confirmed? The extra game? It seems like it's going to be, doesn't it?
2: I think it's confirmed. You heard so, it here first. You heard it here first, folks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did it, did it, did it. So. Wait, no, you similar. can't say the
2: "dun that part. That's trademark. Ooh, that's gonna oh, get
0: us. Yeah. So, 2019 season again.
1: That was yeah. uh, per Adam Schefter reporting. Actually. Yeah. Oh. Does he work for us? <laughs> Let's Maybe move on now. <laughs> I'll vendo um, him. Friend of the pod.
0: Yeah, Uh, let's move on to the Bears. As a Chicago resident, I'm gonna probably discuss this team the most. Um, 2019, they finished eight and eight. 2020, eight and eight. Good job, Bears. 2019, they were 25th on offense. 2020, they were 25th on offense. 2019, sorry, they were 10th on defense. 2020, they were eighth on defense. So their defense has been great. Their offense has been horrible. Matt Nagy, Chicago fans are about ready to throw him into the lake. And um, nobody is optimistic about this team in Chicago. Although, similar to your optimism of getting Watson, it seems like right now the Bears are the favorite to land Watson. I have no idea how, but rumor (laughs) has it that they have the best offer out there for Houston. And if they get Watson, then the city in Chicago is going to throw a party, and we are going to be super excited about the potential for this team because their defense, like I said, has been good the last couple of years, and their offense just needs that extra push. Um, And landing Watson would be incredible for them. Bob, do you think there's any chance they get Watson?
1: Sure, there's a chance.
0: Do you think they're the favorites?
1: They probably should be just because they might actually have a roster that could compete if they got him, mm-hmm. whereas wow. all maybe how? Uh, I think Deshaun Watson makes that offense. He might make it tick. I mean, granted, I don't know who their receivers are going to be, uh, but their defense is already good, so he might actually have a good defense for once. But yeah, wouldn't they mean, have Watson? To give up to get him? I don't know what the package is, but yeah. let's say it's three first-rounders, the next, you know, the next uh, three years, their first rounders. And then I don't know, maybe uh, I some think players. I think that's
0: what it has to be uh, three first and a player. And one of the things for Houston is like you trade away a player that good. It's not like you're getting a pick that's going to be top 10. No. Um, the Bears are going to be a playoff team if they get Watson, in my opinion. So I think Houston's probably just going to wait and see what what comes available but right now apparently they have the best offer and um, they have some pretty good young players so Dave Montgomery in 2019 at the third round he's a, a decent running back um, I kind of view him as like the Kirk Cousins of running backs no offense Jordan Cole Komet, no uh tight end <laughs> who is has potential out of Notre Dame and Darnell Mooney who I like a lot they drafted him in the fifth round and he's going to be an outside starting receiver for them this year because they're going to lose Allen Robinson, Cordell Patterson. And like we said, we don't know what they're going to do at wide receiver. It seems like they're going to have to draft one with any sort of capital they have available. Uh, Bob, what's their salary cap situation like?
1: Uh, they have negative uh, $2.8 to play with, so big spenders over there in Chicago. <laughs> that uh, puts them at the 26th most.
0: So, Khalil Mack is uh, their biggest cap hit, 26 million dollars. Then Kyle Fuller, 20 million. Robert Quinn, 14. Akeem Hicks, 12. Eddie Jackson, 12. So, you're paying your five defensive players as your top five players. Yeah, you'd expect their defense to be good, but I think a lot of these guys are pretty replaceable. Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks, who was good but is getting older. I think if you're able to somehow move on from them or restructure their contracts, it may, might create a little bit more space for a wide receiver. Um, Jordan, what do you what do you see this team doing this off to improve?
2: I like to think not a lot of people are talking about it, but what about Alex Smith? Oh, I like. You don't that. have to wage the future. They can, they can be competitive. He's an upgrade now. He's probably not going to be that expensive. They don't have to give up any player because they have nobody to give up because they don't have any, in my opinion, any great players that they can give up. Everybody that's good on their team makes their team good. You give up one of them, they're even worse than they already are. They're a quarterback away from being, like, actually dangerous. And I think Alex Smith could come in, work with Matt Nagy, and,
0: and, I mean, he did it in KC. Why not do it here? That would be interesting. I think that's a great fallback option if they can't get Watson, get Alex Smith. I love that for them.
1: I would love to yeah. see them get someone like a Jameis Winston and just have him throw it all over the field. Interceptions, <laughs> touchdowns, he does it all. Yeah, Let's they, do it. Let's
0: get crazy. They would love that. Um, Jordan, does this team scare you at all? As a Vikings fan, are you like worried about the Bears year the and year? Only- yeah, the
2: only reason is because they just, for some reason, have their number. They always beat Minnesota. But, I mean, when you look at them on paper, there's nothing very scary about them. I think Khalil Mack is lazy. I don't think he gives you 100% every play. And I think when his team starts to lose, he doesn't play the same. So, I think if you can get ahead on this team, they can't come back. So,
0: And it's going to stay that way until they get a competent quarterback. Jordan, do you think they're happy with that trade? If they had to go back, would they still do it?
2: Yeah, cuz what what picks came from it? Yeah. Who's better much. than Khalil Mack? Agreed. I can't,
0: I can't name one of them, so I don't love I don't love paying an edge rusher as my top player. Even no. It, Aaron Donald would be the only exception in my opinion, but
1: he's not an edge rusher, though. He's an interior rusher.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be yeah, paying but... Khalil Mack what he's getting paid, but
1: he did raid out as the number one edge rusher. I'll take a lazy number one edge rusher.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, let's move on to the, the Packers, our final team that we're going to cover. Ooh. And um, what, what a great couple of years for them. So Matt LaFleur comes in and they go 13-3 and both years. This team is, is just awesome. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been unreal. He was unreal last year. Uh, I have some takeaways from their draft in 2020 that we'll discuss. Rashad Gary, who was the first run pick in 2019, who I liked a lot, uh, really came on late last year. Uh, so well enough that I think they'll probably get rid of Preston Smith this year. Darnell Savage uh, is a box safety who I like also. And I think this team's on the up and up, uh, although they've always been up. Bob, what do you think about their cap situation because they they are in the negative negative eleven million, right?
1: Yeah, not a lot of cap to play with there, uh, which puts them at the twenty eighth most. Uh, I don't know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to make some cuts or trades or do something creative to get under and then still be able to pay their draft picks or patch the holes that they're gonna be left with after those cuts and trades. So I don't know about up and up. I hope they haven't peaked for old Gainesy boy's sake, but up and up might be optimistic.
0: Well, I, I think that they're a top – like, they're a top-four team. I think that they have a huge potential to win the championship year and year out, not only because of Aaron Rodgers, but because this defense has been really good for the type of quarterback that he is. Uh, Jordan, what, what are your thoughts on the Packers?
2: Uh, well, Aaron Rodgers is getting engaged, so congrats. that i feel like we've seen this
0: before
2: right and which is a good thing for the rest of the nfc north because historically and statistically he plays worse when there's a steady woman in his life so tmz you ain't the first to break this but this is good news good news for the rest of us he's going to start playing bad look at what happened with danica and olivia munn like this is great news he was he was free last off off season and season and look how great he was almost an MVP or was. I don't even know. I can't remember. Did he get the MVP? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, look, MVP season. This year he's getting engaged. Oh, man. Watch out, Jordan Love. He's coming. <laughs> it's like the Madden cover equivalent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, and Jordan Love, what a what a dump of a pick that
0: was. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, so last year's draft, everyone's like, you need to take a receiver. You need to take a receiver.
1: They did no, Jordan good. Love
0: in the first round, who I, he wasn't even their second stringer, right? He was their third string quarterback, uh, which I think in reality, if, if Rodgers went down, they'd bring in Love. And then A.J. Dillon, who can't catch the ball, but he's basically like a poor man's version of Derrick Henry. And Joseph DeGuara, the tight end in the third round, who, again, didn't really do anything for them because I think he was hurt week one in the whole season, I last year's draft was so incredible for receivers and they don't take one. And as a Patriots fan, I was incredibly annoyed that they also didn't take a receiver, but as a Packers fan, I would be equally as annoyed. This they're one receiver away from taking that giant step and they just didn't address it.
1: Uh, I mean, to play devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. did they need one? Really? He just won the MVP. No, they absolutely needed one. Did they, though? Yeah, they have they MBS. They had the number one rated offense, and he just won the MVP without drafting one. Did he mm. really need one? Yeah,
0: because they were always like, yeah, they're good, but they're not like Kansas City good. Could we see a Corey Davis signing? So here's some targets. Oh, uh, Corey deep. Davis, Curtis Samuel, Rondell Moore in the draft, or uh, Tony in the draft. I think if they address a receiver or a receiving back like James White— then this team is going to take a step forward because Alan Lazard, MVS are not getting it done. And Devontae Adams is – he's the best receiver in the league and he's taking up two people every time. You just need one outside receiver to take away some coverage and this team is going to take a huge step. And I know, Bob, you're saying, yeah, but they were like the best offense and they were top four last year. But I want them to like – legit separate themselves and be a top 2 team and i think the only way to do that is by getting a receiver.
1: They do get uh Funches. Uh he was signed last year but he was hurt all year. So they do get someone already new to the What unit. if
2: they uh could get under some cap situation, find some money under the couch cushions here and uh maybe pull off a crazy
0: sign like Juju. Juju would be fun. Juju, Juju would be and cool. Yeah, you need someone who can uh, make some plays after the catch. So yeah. Juju's one, Curtis Samuel, I mentioned, and then brought up the two people in the draft. If this team doesn't come away with a receiver in the draft or in in the offseason, I'm going to be shocked. And I would imagine as a Packers fan, uh, that I would be incredibly disappointed as well. Jordan, what makes you most scared of the potential offseason, if they take a receiver, if they do something else?
2: Uh. Curtis Samuel, I wouldn't like going there. Juju, I definitely wouldn't like seeing that. Um, Corey Davis doesn't really scare me. He hasn't really proved anything. But, yeah, I really just don't want to see him add any more weapons, give anything to Aaron Rodgers. I want to see him take away, which it looks like they're doing a great job right now. They're taking away his center. They're making him mad. Let's just keep pissing off Aaron so he doesn't play well. So I hope I hope the Packers keep, keep going down the route they're going. Don't give him any help in the draft. Draft his predecessor and take away his offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, their cap situation, they're in the negatives. They're losing Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, a couple offensive I'd, linemen, Lane Taylor and Corey Lindsley. Yeah, I
2: mean, I'd imagine they would they would tag Aaron Jones. It would be fairly inexpensive for a running back tag, and I don't think they're going to give him a long-term deal. I know I wouldn't.
0: I would If I were them, I'd rather run with A.J. Dillon, and sign James White, uh, receiving back. Bob, what would you do? Would you tag Aaron Jones, or would you trust that you made a good decision last year's
1: draft? I could see them tagging him, but if it was me running them, like if I was their GM, no, I'd let both of them walk, because I think they're still both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. I mean, I think both the price tag on them to re-sign them would be too great, and I don't value the running back that much. I think you Mm -hmm. can draft one in the third and fourth round, pair him with A.J. Dillon, you know, maybe have a, a thunder and lightning, what Aaron AJ Dillon doesn't do well, maybe draft somebody like that and then I, I think you're fine. A what, you, what do you think of the Cook deal? It's not a bad one. Take Cook. Still still too much. Still too much. All right, well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of paying running backs. Well get ready, buddy. Your I'm not a huge coming. fan of paying spending money in general. We gotta
2: do it sometime to win. That—that that is my life <laughs> that was, motto. That
1: was more of a yeah, me personally in life. <laughs> my wife would probably get, like nod her head, roll her eyes, like, "Yep, <laughs> that tight ass." Yeah, that yeah. checks out. Um. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, let Let's wrap it up. So, who do you who do we who do we have as the favorite in the NFC North? I mean, it's clearly the Packers, unless Packers. Minnesota gets gets the angsty and gets Watson right. Let's go! Let's go! Let's get Watson. Um, Bob, any, any last thoughts in the NFC North?
1: Um, how many more years do you think Aaron Rodgers is with Green Bay? Four. Five. Five? Five. What did they draft Jordan Love for? Not a clue. Okay.
0: I think they, they drafted Jordan Love because I believe it was 2018. Rodgers got hurt, and then they needed a, a backup, and they drafted – love just in case like yeah that happened again to save the Kaiser, season. that was a
2: lovely one to sean kaiser
0: all right well let's sign off uh jordan thank you so much for joining we're gonna have to bring you back because this was a ton of fun always a pleasure always a pleasure bob always a pleasure my friend yeah let's do it again next sunday next sunday episode five Uh, Thank you, everyone, for joining the fourth episode of Across the Middle podcast, and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.